0: you're brand new with us again. Can we just clap and welcome you today? Thank you for checking us out today. Man, we hope this is the place you can call home. And man, we hope this is a great fit for you, uh, for you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make an eternal difference. Man, I believe there is more to life than just living on earth, but bringing earth to uh, bringing heaven to earth in this place today. Also, I want to say welcome to our online audience. Can, can we clap and welcome our online audience today? Man, I'm so glad you're on today as well. It's uh, Anissa, Janice, uh, man, Linda. Linda's online with us as well. And so Leanne, so I'm so glad you guys are watching us online. Make sure you comment and tell t- uh, tell us where you're watching from currently online today. How many know no church? Uh, man, we are one church, two campuses. One church, two campuses. And how about we add some more campuses in the future? Eh? Amen. And so also, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow we have gather, gather uh, coming up tomorrow. And uh, I believe I I don't know if it's full or we have a few spots left. Uh, But man, is it what it is full? And so don't even scan my QR code. All right. Don't even scan it. All right. Don't even scan it. All right, ladies. And so man, I want you to hey, don't even scan my QR code. Is this thing working back here? Also, uh, next Saturday, we have our pop up market a pop-up market. We feed typically 300 individuals uh, at Spring Valley High School at our pop-up market. And so, man, we'd love to have your help and join us next Saturday, 9 a.m. at Spring Valley High School. It's just right there. It is completely organized. You're going to get your own area. Uh, last uh, weekend, my wife and I, my son, we had butter, all right? We were giving butter to people in cars. And and, uh, and so people are going to get produce, all kinds of different things at the pop-up, uh, uh, pop-up market. Also, you can just uh, I see Steve, right? You can be a, a car greeter. Say, Welcome, come on, somebody. Jesus loves you and have some food. And so make sure you join us. Uh, uh, please sign up at avenuechurch.cc. It's outdoors, it's fun, it's a blast, and we get to meet so many individuals. So pop up market. But also, church, I want to say thank you for your generosity that we are able to donate our time and our efforts on Saturday morning. Come on, give it up. So thank you for that, church. Also, Happy Father's Day. Come on, everybody. Happy Father's Day. Day today, and also we have our raffle. And so raise your hand if you're gonna win this raffle today. All right, raise your hand if you're gonna win the smoker. Come on. And so I've seen some guys eyeballing it. The stances were just not enough. Okay, but we have the smoker out there. So make sure you are. Your name is in that raffle. Yes, it does have legs. And uh, make sure you get your name in that raffle for a Bluetooth. I mean, I'm telling you, Bluetooth uh, thermometer, all kinds of stuff. And so if you win it, invite me over, please please. Also, every man, male, or dude on your way out, you're also going to get a pocket tool that can slide into your wallet. That pocket tool can do like five or six things, but it have Avenue logo on it. And so, man, we just want to say we appreciate you fathers and dads man we love you guys thank you for being here today on fathers day all right and so i'm so uh, honored you're here today and there's a few few quick announcements i have just for the dads out there all right listen we don't we 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 we, we want to be healthy and, but we want to be happy too can i get can the men in the in the house say amen all right so here's a, here's my quick announcement it's not a dad bod it's a father figure Oh, it gets worse. <laughs> I got a few dad jokes today. Uh, what, what did 50 Cent do when he got hungry? 58. That's for maybe in the younger uh, generation. I don't know. What did 50 Cent do when he got hungry? 58. He ate. When you get that later on, you're not even going like, to know what the message was. You're just going to go, 58. I love this next one. Every morning I announce to my family that I'm going jogging, but then I don't. It's a running joke. I like that one. I like that one. I know some of the ladies aren't really chuckling, but that's fine. How about this one? Uh, how much did Tom Brady pay for his earrings about a Buccaneer? Going off to a rough start, huh? This is, uh, this is rough. How about this one? Just for our online audience, man, we are so glad you're on today. I want to tell you this that what's the best way to watch a fly fishing competition? Live stream. <laughs> That was good, right? That was good. That was good. All right, let's get in your Bibles today. In Matthew chapter six, we're in the middle of a series entitled Some of you are totally brand new. You're like, is this all there is? Like, like, who brought me here today? All right, so Matthew chapter six, we are in the middle of a series called On Earth as It Is in Heaven. And I believe when we get to heaven, we're going to get a dad joke. Come on, somebody. It's on earth as it is in heaven, and I love this. Jesus said, pray then like this, and this has been our scripture that we've been just clinging on to over these past five or six weeks. It says, pray like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we've been learning about a kingdom measurement. We've been learning about a kingdom mindset. We've been learning about kingdom authority in our life. And here's my challenge every single week. I want to challenge you. Are we simply asking God to bring heaven to earth or are we only asking that he will, that we would make it to heaven? For some of us, we're here today so we can get to heaven, but I'm here to tell you there's more to life than just the end result. There's more to life than just saying, man, I hope I'm saved. I I hope Jesus lives in my life. Those just in case prayers, right? Like anytime there's bad turbulence on the airplane, I'm like, Father, just in case. Forgive me of my sins, be Lord, my life. I understand those types of prayers, but can I just tell you there's more to life than just this? There's more to life than just existing. And Jesus said, listen, this is how you are to pray, on earth as it is in heaven. I want you to bring heaven to earth. So Pastor Lindsay did a phenomenal message last week. You can catch it on, on YouTube or on Facebook. But man, she, t- she did a message on offense. On offense. And I challenge you, rewatch it, check it out as well. The week before, we talked about miracles. That a miracle on earth is heaven coming to earth. Man, I loved our worship set today. Great job, worship team as well. And man, I just love what God is doing. I got to jump into the message today because it is Father's Day, and this is what Jesus said. Jesus said, pray then like this. Pray like this. Guys, listen. Listen, disciples. Come here. Come here. Get close. Pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now, I want you to know the disciples have never heard that before. Disciples never heard like our Father in heaven, like who? Who is that? Our Father in heaven, hallowed, not Halloween, right? But hallowed be your name. I have a decoration for every single person that's here today, as well as our online audience today, that you have a heavenly Father that is God. Okay, that's a good place to clap, right? This was radical for the disciples at that time. The disciples said, God's not my heavenly Father, He is... Someone to be feared? Man, he is someone that is judging me, watching me. Man, he is someone that, that is unreachable, unattainable. He is someone that, that I cannot have relationship with unless I become a rabbi, the knowledge of the scribes and the word back in those days. But I love what 2 Corinthians says. It says that I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. It says, the Lord Almighty. So we all have a heavenly Father, and that is God. That is God. Jesus later on says, I and the Father are one, because he died, and he went to heaven, and he sent the Holy Spirit to us. So we have a heavenly Father. Now, I've heard a lot of churchy terms, all right? And this is not uh, theologically based. Um, and, and I'm going to try, uh, but I just have a big preference today, so forgive me if you're brand new with me today, but I do have a preference. I only speak gospel. I don't preach my opinions, but I'm going to give you my opinion right now, if that's okay with you today. All right, but there's one thing that sometimes Christians say that I just say, we got to beware. All right, we got to watch out. And This is when they say, Daddy God, no, no, no. I you mean, have heard that before, like, dear Daddy God. One time I was at a prayer meeting and, the, and somebody was like, dear Daddy God, and I was like, What? Your your baby's dad, what? Daddy, God, no. So I put this nice big graphic up here and said, no. If somebody says, Daddy, God, just go ahead and take their Android from them. They shouldn't talk to anybody. (laughs) It's Matthew chapter 6. This is what it says. And when you pray, this is what Jesus says. Don't heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they'll be heard for their many words. So when you pray, don't just say things because you you believe people are listening to you. When you pray, don't impress them. Impress your heavenly father. When you pray, and I like this, don't be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. Your father, I love, I just love how personal this is. For your heavenly father Knows what you need before you ask them. Pray like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. I love this statement right here because if the Father knows, you can go back to, hey, if the Father knows what I need, then he must know me intimately. That is some great news for us today. And that is the vision of our church. We want you to know God. We want you to find freedom. We want you to discover your purpose. And we want you to make a difference. Here's what I want you to know. God knows me intimately. If God knows me and knows exactly what I need, maybe instead of just getting things from him, we should get to know him. This is was so radical for the disciples at that time. Disciples had no clue that, man, you want me to know my heavenly father? Well, I know religion. And for some of us, religion is just something that is not a relationship. Religion for us is, man, I'm here on Sunday, I showed up, now I can go. Or maybe religion is saying, you know what, I paid my dues, I put my time in, I I did my good deed for the week, for the day, for the month. But I want you to know, I I want you to know God, I don't want you just to know church. And church is a wonderful thing, but man, I love the local church. I believe church is the hope of the world, but you cannot find freedom until you know God. And once you begin to know God, then you discover your purpose. Once you begin to discover your purpose, then you're going to take that purpose, your giftings, your callings, and you're going to make an eternal difference. But for some of us, especially men, this is our statement. It's just business. It's not personal. Man, it's just business. It's not personal. And when we have this mindset, we begin to realize that it's religion instead of relationship. We also realize it's a transaction instead of a blessing. That is a transaction instead of a blessing. And so I want to change our mindset a little bit on this Father's Day. Because I've been on a journey for most of my adult life on how I perceive God. And for many of us in this room, the way we perceive God is how we deal with God. How I perceive God is how I address God. How I see God, it determines my relationship with God, And so here's the disciples and they're saying, okay, uh, uh, man, our heavenly father, hallowed be thy name. How do I have a relationship with him? How do I have a conversation with him? What is God like? And for many of us, there is a major roadblock when it comes to this question. Is my heavenly father like my earthly father? I think this is the tension in the scripture today. Is my heavenly father like my earthly father? Maybe you're in this room and maybe your dad was a, was a good dad, but he had some flaws. Maybe there was a point in your life where your father on this earth, was, he was a great individual, but you saw some weakness. You saw him stumble or make a mistake. And sometimes we translate that as our heavenly father. Or maybe growing up, your dad was absent. He wasn't there. And because he wasn't there, we say, you know what? My earthly father wasn't there. Therefore, my heavenly father isn't there either. I don't believe the scripture would it says you'll never leave me for forsaking me, but he did. Maybe you have a dad in your life who's angry and, and you had an angry father, had to walk on ice all the time and tiptoe around him and you were afraid of him. But because of that relationship, we have a hard time with this relationship. That is my heavenly father, like my earthly father. I love James chapter one, verse 16. It says, don't be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of lights, and I want you to hear this, from whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. How many know God is the same today, yesterday, and forever? We have a good, good Father. And we're not going to sing that song today, okay? It's who you are. It's who you are. I love this next verse, Luke chapter 11. What Father among you if his son or daughter, come on ladies, ask for a fish, will instead of a fish give you a serpent or a snake? Or if he asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? But if you then who are evil, and this means fleshly, this means we're just not perfect, right? If we're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask of him. I love this. It's a good place to clap right there. Ephesians chapter 1 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. You're taking notes today. I want you to write this down. I want you to put this on Facebook. Put this on a comment. Put this on an Instagram story. Put this on your iPhone wallpaper. I want you to write write this down. God is a faithful father, and he wants to bless you with every spiritual blessing. I'm going to say this probably three or four more times in this message today. I believe many of us, we need a revelation. We don't want just information. We need a revelation that's going to transform our lives. It's going to transform how I view God, that my God is a faithful father and he wants to bless me with every spiritual blessing. My God is a faithful father. He wants to bless me with every spiritual blessing. I love when Jesus says. Jesus said, pray like this. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. You know what we're going to do in, uh, starting next week is we're going to be going through the Lord's prayer. We're going to be talking about prayer for the next several weeks. We have some guest speakers as well, and we're going to go through this prayer. How do I pray? Pray it in like this. How do I pray? This is the outline, this is structure for our prayer time. But he says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And I love this. What does the word hallowed mean? This is what hallowed means. It means holy. It means revered. It means respected. It means a fear of God. God, I respect you, God. I revere you, God. You're not daddy, God. You are my heavenly father. And this is what it means, respect. Also, when you see fear of God, I think the best way I can explain this is, sometimes we think the fear of God is like you're taking a shower, and all of a sudden someone's like, boo! And you're like, ah! That's not fear of God. Or sometimes we think fear of God is he's always watching. He's always waiting for you to make a mistake. That's not what fear of God is. Fear of God is, I respect you, Lord. Fear of God is, God, I revere you. God, I trust you with my life. God, I love you because you first loved me. This is what fear of God means. But in the original Greek, this is what hallowed means. I love this. It means to dedicate to service and loyalty to God. It means to make holy, to sanctify God Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. God, I've decided to make your name holy in my life. I've decided today to make your name what is holy in my life. But I love number three, to cause one to have the quality of holiness. I want you to check this out right here. I'm going to have a little teaching moment. But when it says, to cause one, so Jesus, I hallow your name I love your name. Your name is holy. Your name is, is, is you know, it's, it's, it's purity. But also when, when, when I hallow your name, I am bringing on the quality of your holiness. And so the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. When I spend more time with Jesus, I've received the qualities of Jesus. When I spend more time with God, I can't help but to be a little bit more holier. But when I spend more time with those that aren't holy or those that aren't pure, what happens? I become those things over time. Show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Show me who you're spending time with, I'll show you your outcome. I love this. um, In the concept of a son and a father, I love that even as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world that will be holy and blameless before him. I love this. Um, Levi, he's my son. He's nine years old. And uh, he'll be 10 this fall. And what we love about Levi, it's kind of like he went through stages. Like, like when he was like, have a t- <laughs> he would like lose his temper. I go, oh babe, that's totally you. Right? Or when he do something really silly, right? Pastor Lindsay go, "Oh, babe, that's totally you." <laughs> I was like, "Give me some more clout than that babe. But now at nine years old, I love seeing both my wife and myself in my nine-year-old. I love seeing his wit. His intelligence, I love seeing, I mean, he's just like Pastor Lindsey. I mean, he is not one to go, okay, let's get in the car. He is one that says, okay, we're going to get in the car. Which car? All right, where do I sit? Where are we going? How long are we going to be there? When do we come back? And I'm like, dude, stop it. But then when he's in the car and he knows all that's taking place, he's the goofiest person in the planet. He makes me laugh. I said, thank you, Jesus, for the qualities I've given him. So this is what, this past week, our uh, Brittany Fink, our new next-gen uh, director at Avenue Church, our new staff member, um, she took Levi on an errand because um, uh, it's summer. Thank you, Jesus, right? It's August here yet, you know, and uh, she took him on an errand. So I want you to watch real quick uh, a clip of Levi and Brittany in the car. I believe I gave it to you guys as well, so check us out. Like those eyebrows, right, right? I love the scripture. Even though he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, we should be holy and blameless. For many of us in this room, we say, I, I can't be holy. I can't be blameless. I don't even know what's that like. But here's why I want you to understand your position. Not necessarily what you do at this moment, who you're with. It's not what you do but it's who you're connected to. And when I'm connected to Jesus, it's not about behavior modification. Change your behavior so you can be holy. It's about heart transformation and your your behavior will follow your heart. And so for many of us, it's just business. For many of us, even when we hit the rock bottom and we say, man, I need Jesus. I, I screwed up. I messed up. What happens? Business comes in. You say, I got to join a small group. I got to get to church. I got to do all these different things. I got to change my behavior. I got to stop cussing stop looking at things and stop drinking. I got to do all these things. But if it's not personal and it's just business, you're not going to see heart transformation. Not going to see heart transformation. And here's what I love about our Heavenly Father that it's not a relationship we deserve, but it's one we receive. We don't deserve for Jesus to die on a cross, but that's called grace, that's called love. I love that he receives us. Galatians chapter four, says, because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then you are an heir through God. You are an heir through God. So what does that mean right there? Heir simply means one who receives the inheritance. We receive it. And so I've always had a hard time with this because I've always said this in Scripture. Yes, inheritance. Thank you, Jesus. I'm an heir. I've now received what God has and it is now mine. I've received the inheritance. But well, what is the inheritance? And you might be saying, what does this have to do with Father's Day? I'll get to that in a minute because here's the thing about God. We gain what our Father has. And if he's a faithful father, we gain the faithfulness of God. If he's our faithful father, we gain what he has. And so here's the problem in Galatians chapter five. When we do things ourselves and we say, I don't have an inheritance. I don't have a heavenly father who loves me. This is what oftentimes we get trapped into. Says just now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity. Strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, decessions, divisions, envy, drunkenness. That's a word right there. And things like these. And things like these. I love this. And I warned you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit. Will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is, this is what I inherit. It's love. It's joy. Man, it's peace. How many know I need to inherit some peace in this past year? Man, I'm going to inherit patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such thing there is no law. I love First Thessalonians chapter 5. It says, Now may the God of peace himself dignify you completely. May your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, that he who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Come on, church, how many believe? Our God is a faithful Father, and he wants to bless you with every spiritual blessing. God is a faithful Father, and he wants to bless you with every spiritual blessing. So I really pray today that many of us in this room, we realize that our heavenly father loves you. He loves you. He's got a plan for your life. That the father knows everything you need, that he must know you intimately. That you're not only his masterpiece, but you were fearfully and wonderfully made. Not only does he know the number of hairs on your head, And the older we get, the less it becomes, come on somebody. But he loves you. And God wants to talk to you, have a relationship with you. But here's another roadblock I believe that we have. Many of us ask, am I like my heavenly father? Maybe you're in this room today. Maybe you're a mother. Maybe you're a brother or sister. And you say, I don't know if I'm like my heavenly father. And this is where the enemy can come in you're nothing like the perfect and holy God in heaven. But I want you to see 1 Corinthians, that I am writing this, not to shame you, but to warn you as dear children, that even if you have 10,000 guardians or teachers or pastors in Christ, you not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you, to imitate me. If you're in this room today and you're a dad or you're a mom or you're a spiritual father or a spiritual mother and you say, how do I become a good parent, a good person? What do I do? I want you to imitate Christ. Imitate Jesus. And he says this, for this reason, I have sent to you Timothy, my son whom I love, who's faithful in the Lord, and he will remind you of my way of life in Christ Jesus, which agrees with what I teach everywhere in every church. You know, I was single in seminary, and my parents have divorced, and my grandparents divorced on my dad's side. My great-grandparents on my dad's side divorced. Man, I was even a little afraid that, to get married, it's like, am I going to get a divorce? Is this not going to work out? Is this a curse? Is this generational? Is this an inheritance? Now, how many believe you could break those curses of your life? Amen? If I don't inherit that, I inherit that. I don't inherit what's in heaven. Or in, on earth, I inherit what's in heaven. And so I began to, Jesus began to set me free of that. But then I had a son. And I went, man, Dad, I love my dad. Happy Father's Day, Dad. I love my dad. But he wasn't perfect. He had flaws and issues and addictions and all those things. so when my son came into this world, I mean, I almost went in like overdrive. Like, I'm going to be the best disciplined parent in this planet. I'm going to love him. I'm going to be there for him. But I began to realize that I can't tell him what to do. I have to show him what to do. You know, every night we pray in our room. And can I just tell you, parents and men in this house, it is really weird and really awkward to pray at first. I go, let's uh, get together and pray. Why? We never do that. Well, we're going to start, okay? <laughs> and then you, like, get upset. We're going to do it, and you're going to like it, you know? But when he was a little younger, we would you know get together in his bed, and I will say, okay, I'm going to pray, and then you pray. And son, I want you to know you can pray for anything. All right, when Levi was younger, he prayed for the, the, the drapes and the walls and the, you know, the plants. And, the, and he would take forever. And I'd be like, in Jesus' name. Aye. And he'd go, thank you for my bed. Yes, for your bed. He would go, forever. Because he knew the moment he said amen, it was bedtime. But every night I would pray. And I always had this prayer that just came out of nowhere before I even prayed. I said, dear Jesus, thank you for today. I pray for a wonderful day tomorrow. Thank you, dear Jesus. Thank you for today. I pray for a wonderful day tomorrow. And then I begin to pray. I pray for mommy and we pray for school. and We pray for this and that. God, we pray for our friend today. We pray for Aaron today. We pray for those at Avenue. We pray for our church. and We pray for anything and everything. And about two years ago, when he would start praying, I mean, one time he said, I'm going to pray for dinner. And we said, okay, cool. Let's pray for dinner. And he said, dear Jesus, thank you for today i pray for a wonderful day tomorrow. We get to realize that at nighttime, I would pray in Jesus' name, amen. I'll say, okay, son, you pray. And he would say, dear Jesus, thank you for today. I pray for a wonderful day tomorrow. And it hit me at that moment that I'm imitating Jesus. My son is imitating me. And when I imitate my heavenly father, I'm reminding Levi of the way And can I just tell you, I am not perfect. I mess up. I get angry. I screw up. But can I just tell you, I've realized a good father is first a good son. A good mother is first a good daughter. That if you want to have a a, a relationship with Jesus, and you want your children to have a relationship with Jesus, it starts with you first. And can I just say, I'm so grateful for the godly fathers at Avenue Church. You guys are doing a great, great, great job. It is a hard job, but you're doing a great job. And I love this. It said, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And I love this, adoption as sons. And it says this, and because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so you're no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then you are an heir through God. I love the word adoption because this is what adoption means. Adoption means I chose you before you knew me. And so if you're in this room today and say, I don't know Jesus, that's okay because he chose you and he wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to have a relationship with you. And sometimes we're so focused on, can I be the best dad? Can I be the best mom, role model, leader? you want to be all those things, we've got to be a good son or daughter. Be a good son or daughter. And I love this scripture, Galatians chapter 4. You're no longer a slave, but you're a son or a daughter. And if you're a son or a daughter, then you're an heir through God. I read this this week. I said, God, thank you I'm I'm not a slave. Thank you I'm not a subject. But it really dawned on me that I'm not a subject. I'm a son. I'm not a slave, but I'm a son. See, a subject wants to get something from God, but a son wants to know God. You know, a subject has to. I have to serve. I have to go to church. But you know what a son does? A son says, I get to. I get to do this. We get to do this. You know, a subject says, I'm afraid of God. But a son says, God is not mad at me. He's mad about me. A son says, God is madly in love with me. I love that a subject says, man, I got all these do's and don'ts, and I got to make sure I fit that box and those parameters so I can make it to heaven. But a son or a daughter says it's about relationship. It's about grace. It's about mercy. And for, my, for many of us, I think it boils down to these two things. It boils down to identity and perception. That what you identify with and what you perceive that's how you view God is how you see yourself. How you view God is how you see yourself. I love this. See what kind of love the Father has given us. That we should be called children of God. And so we are. That's the reason why the world does not know us, that it did not know Him. That it did not know Him. Beloved, beloved, we are God's children now. And what we have will be, has not yet appeared, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. You know what I love? Real quick, worship team, take it down just for a minute. You know what I love? Is Levi's nine, he's going to be 10 this fall. Man, it has been about 10 years since I've had a baby. All right, many of you know our story. It's about ten years since we had a baby, and uh, Lorenzo and Alita—they just had a baby. Boy, I'm over a month old. Our baby Isla. And here's what I love about all the things that he's going through is that he's in a he's in a YouTube thing, right? A this is really loud for me. I can't hear myself. He's in a whoa, hey, he's in a YouTube deal right now where he's like in a master class. Where he's like learning, he's got all these classes, he's going, baby's doing this, click a button, and all of a sudden it goes to, to that, that training or tutorial, uh, man, they got a, a baby Keurig thing that you walk up to, hit, hit the button, all of a sudden warm milk comes out for the baby, right? And I'm going, where was all this stuff 10 years ago? <laughs> right, what's next, cloth diapers? No, no. But he's got all these things and all these resources. And can I tell you, Lorenzo and Alita, they're great parents because they're great learners. But can I also tell you, they're going to be great parents because they're great sons and daughters of their faithful father. That they're reading books, they're learning, they're saying, how do we do this? They're asking questions. And can I just tell you today, for many of us in this room, that we have a great textbook. For many of us in this room, we have a way to have a relationship with Jesus. If we say, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to read the textbook. I don't know what I'm doing, but I believe it's right here in God's Word. And I love the greatest scripture, is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Have eternal life. So will you do me a favor here today? Will everyone in this room stand with me, please? I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Man, I was praying for this word this week, and I said, God, what do you want me to speak on, God? What do you want me to say? And man, I believe God said, men in this room, Women in this room, they need to know two things. The first one is that they have a Heavenly Father who is faithful, who loves them, who wants to speak to you. He wants to guide you and lead you. But also the second thing is that you're a great dad and you're a great mom and you're doing well and you're doing good. And God is saying, imitate me. Remind them of the goodness of Jesus Christ. God is saying, remind them what it's like to read this word. Remind them what it's like every morning when they wake up, they'll see you sitting and reading or praying. Remind them what it's like to know God, not religion. Remind them what it's like to find freedom. Not be in bondage. Remind them what it's like to discover unique gifts on the inside of you. I don't care how old you are. We are all on a spiritual journey. I want you to remind them that you can make a difference so they can make a difference. Remind them that they have a plan and a purpose because Jesus Put it inside of them. And Jesus, put it inside of you. Remind them as you imitate Christ. I want you to tell your children, imitate me, for I do my very best to imitate Christ. With every head, but every eye closed in this place today, I'm going to pray for dads because it's Father's Day, but I'm going to pray for moms. I'm going to pray for single moms, single dads, spiritual moms, spiritual fathers. But before I do with every head but every eye closed, maybe you're here today, in the very beginning of this message, you begin to see Jesus or God differently. Maybe you saw him just like the disciples did at that moment. The disciples said, Man, I see God as someone who's out of my reach. Man, I've seen God as someone who's upset with me, as someone who's waiting for me to screw up, big brother in the sky, I see God as someone who's out to get me, But Jesus is doing a work in my life today. Holy Spirit in this service is changing my perception. He's changing my focus today. And Pastor Jeremy, I want to say today, I'm ready to go on a personal journey with my faithful father because he has blessed me with every spiritual blessing. And I receive those blessings because I'm adopted. I am an heir. I receive an inheritance that is from heaven not on this earth. And if you're here today, every head bowed and every eye closed, and you're saying, something's changed. And here today, I'm going to break curses over my life. If that's you, just raise a hand. Just raise a hand and say, Jesus, Pastor Jeremy, I see God differently today. And Holy Spirit, I just speak healing of every hand that's raised. I speak healing for every father over every mother in this room today, that Holy Spirit, I believe in order to bring heaven to earth, you begin to see God, who He really is. Someone who loves us. Someone who has a plan for us. A Heavenly Father who wants to heal us and touch us. I believe if we get that church, we're going to see signs and wonders, and miracles. We're going to see ears open up. Eyes will begin to see. I pray for mental health. I pray for depression and suicide. I pray that God's going to heal it and touch it. He's going to bring joy back into our lives. Out comes anger and strife and envy and jealousy. But I pray God begins to do such a work because I have a faithful father who died on the cross who said his one and only son to pay for me, to adopt me, because he chose me. You put a hand out every, head out every eye closed. If you're here today, and you're saying, Pastor, I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I had no idea until today. But if you're in this room today, and you're saying, Pastor, will you lead me into a prayer? A prayer that's going to help me take a step. towards my faithful father, will you help me take a step today, so I can open up my, my, my heart and say, Jesus, be Lord of my life. I want to give him my life. I want to be saved. I want to know that I'm going to heaven. I also want to bring heaven down to my earth, to my life. I want to see God do and only he can do. If that's you, every head bowed, every eye closed, put a hand up. Put it right back down. So all you know who I'm praying for today. Just put a hand up. I see that. Yes, yes, yes. Put it right back down. Hey, anyone else? Yes, over there, up and right back down. I'm so proud of you, church. I'm so proud of you, men. I'm so proud of you, ladies. Let's pray. Everyone in this place today, we don't pray alone. We don't pray quietly. We pray together because we're better together. So everyone lift your voice and say, dear Jesus, say thank you for paying for what I did. Say thank you for dying on the cross. Say, Jesus, I repent of my sins. Say, be Lord of my life. Say, the best way, know how. I'm going to live for you because I know who I am. I'm adopted. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God.